What's happening, my friends? Dr. Drill, Making Motivation Podcast, coming to you on a Wednesday night, the 4th of November, 2020. Today was, uh, is today election day? Is that what's going on? Election day, is that when they count all the votes? I don't even fucking know, to be honest with you. But I, I will tell you this. I'll tell you this much. There is some crazy energy out here in society. It was such a beautiful day. That was a bonus, you know. It was a beautiful day. 65 degrees. Not a cloud in the sky. Nice schedule at the office. Very doable. Definitely, as I mentioned earlier, it was throttled back significantly from what past couple weeks have been like, just, it's election day, you know, a lot of stress out there, Trump versus Biden, a lot of craziness going on, so they're counting those votes, and, uh, you know, still seems to be a very close race, a lot of the mail-in votes are coming in, and I think that 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 is in favor for my readings, that seems to be fall in favor of the Democrats, so Biden, he could win this thing, you know, Trump could also win it, you know, a lot of people, they say they were surprised and, and read that, uh, you know, they, they, they read it wrong, like, they're surprised. some people are surprised that Trump that people are even willing to give him the sec- a second chance and they're not desperately running out to the polls and voting against him. I think there's a lot of that. I don't know. We'll see if how, how much of that actually turns out to be. They're counting it now. Trump is saying fucking it's bullshit, all these mail-in votes, it's a scam... I should win. He this morning he was like, "Okay, that's enough. I'm winning. Let's just uh, stop there. Stop the count there. It's my it's my presidency. The incumbent takes the takes the prize." But uh, the votes keep coming in, so we'll see. Maybe tomorrow we'll find out. I rate. I read that. It could be Friday before the vote is actually confirmed. Actually, a winner is is called, and Trump is saying he ain't going anywhere. And Biden is thinking that he's going to win. Who fucking knows, man? The uncertainty is, you know, we've had a shitload of that, right? Goddamn coronavirus and all the uncertainty there. <clears throat> the civil uprising about inequality and all that shit. The, suffice it to say, our population has been sufficiently polarized. There was already enough of that going on, but we have been polarized. We've been turned against one another. And that is the biggest criminal act. That's the worst of it, in my view. That we are being divided and conquered. Who the fuck is creeping on me, tailgating my ass? 
They might want to die. So, um, yeah, the divide and conquer thing. So that's happening out there. I know that you've, you know, this is plain to see, and you've probably been tuning in, and but I, I'm telling you, I've been feeling it on people. I've been feeling it on their person, in their the quiver of their voice. There's just some static out there. I, I use the <clears throat> analogy once again. Who the fuck is this? Turn her over, dickhead. Pass, motherfucker, for I beat your ass right in traffic. guys might have witnessed me killing a motherfucker out here. So that's the static I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm no uh, exception to it. It's tweaking people out. It's fucking messing with our mojo. Now I have a defense mechanism against it though. At least when I'm practicing, when I'm moving. We talk about motion being lotion. That's what I do all day. Make people work better physically. I make people laugh. I play them little tunes on the ukulele. It's a great gig. It it helps me. It helps them. It takes their pain away. And it also helps me, man. You give and you get. So it's a wonderful marriage. It's a it's something, a special skill that I cut loose on society. Had some brilliant conversations tonight. Starting with the first patient through the office. A young man who whom I at least knew of through his uncle. A great freaking dude. Smart, sharp as a freaking tack, really thoughtful. And I could see, I could see the likeness in the family when they came in and I remember them all well. Just good people, you know. So that was a great experience. I reconnected with the guy who the family member that sent her sent them in. Had some other new patients in and made them laugh and made them feel good and helped them and served them to the best of my ability. Went home on lunch and my daughter was crying on the couch and my son was sidled up next to her trying to help her with her school assignment and it was punctuation. You know, look at this sentence that's a quote and you need to make sure the punctuation is correct, which I helped her, and I got several of the answers correct. It would self-grade, you know. I don't think it was anything that really would, marks uh, were provided for, or real grade, but it was something that gave you feedback. That's incorrect, and then they would teach you the correct answer. So it was helpful. She was getting frustrated about it. So I sat down, and I helped her. I got many of them correct, and I got a few wrong, and I told her that it's not a big deal, and I didn't care if she, you know, just use it as a learning opportunity, don't sweat it, and anyway, I'm feeling this heat coming off of my daughter, and she's shaking and really upset about it, and I'm looking at her, and I'm thinking, oh, honey, this is such a small thing, don't hang your head because you get a a question wrong. I know it's frustrating, but try to learn from that. It's easier said than done. You know, I could take my own advice a lot of the time, right? But, you know, so I helped her. I think she felt a little bit better. I'm sure that when my wife got home, she 
gave her a similar act because she's not act, but you know, she wants attention from mom. She wants to feel like protected and helped, and, and she gets plenty of that. Anyway, I'm saying that everybody is kind of scattered by this election and the, the drama that's out there and the hate and the friction. Um, I used to walk out of this park, and I, I've told the story before, where I would walk through these beautiful trails, and then I would come upon this area where the power lines, real high-tension wires, would uh, soar above me, and especially on the weekends or around the holidays, I would go out there with the dog and we'd walk forever, at least an hour. And when you got to those high-tension wires, you could feel and hear, you know, it was palpable, the the power going through those lines and all the activity, all the people on the airwaves, all the electricity being used, whatever it was, the current that was flowing. And it was like the antithesis of nature, right? Nature's just slow and there's an energy there, but it's calming. It's a frequency that we're so familiar with where we come from, you know, coming from primates, coming from our evolution as hunters and gatherers. You think about us in caves or as cave people or Neanderthals or whatever the fuck how we're depicted in the uh, in the cinema or in books and stories, even go back to a movie like Jeremiah Johnson or the western movies where you're on horseback and you're ride galloping through the plains and there's a little town but otherwise it's the wilds man or Jeremiah Johnson where he's a mountain man he goes up to find all these animals and skin them for their pelts and send them down into town where they'd be made into hats or coats or whatever Anyway, I'm saying that nature has this, just you look at it, you wonder. You wonder at the mountains and the sky and the, the ocean and the river and just the force of nature. There's a current there too. But man-made current is entirely different. And we drive through it every day. I'm driving down it right now, this macadam road that I take sometimes four times a day back and forth to the office and it's my life and I enjoy it I enjoy my life, enjoy my work I enjoy the people that I share this world with but I'm saying that there's that friction out there in society tonight I took the power back and turned it around kind of had a little bit of a manic episode just the people that came in they just, they have, they're awesome people, and there's an expectation of what they're going to get from me, too. So we're laughing, we're singing songs, we're telling stories, we're talking about creativity and music. I was singing, um, I made a woman laugh singing Ride Like the Wind from Christopher Cross. That's got a Michael McDonald cameo in there. And he goes, Ride like the wind um, To be free again 
And I got such a long way to go, such a long way to go, such a long way to go. Make it to the border of Mexico, and I ride like the wind, ride like the wind, better, better. Gonna ride like the wind, better, better, So we're singing, we're talking about um, how I came to play the ukulele and you play in the instruments and told the story about, I tell all the fucking time about how my kids, they take the music classes in the fifth grade and they rent their instrument and it's whole, it's not meant to be, but you know, when you're teaching people music and mass, it just sounds like hell and everybody grab an instrument and play it, and these are the chords, and these are the, the notes, and this is how you operate the, your instrument, and now let's try to put something together, and it's ugly as hell at first, right? But it's probably the best education that anybody can get. Probably the best education that can be had. The problem with that education these days is that it's institutionalized, you know? You ever hear that the, the reason education is the way it is with the classrooms and the school and all that is because in the industrial revolution we had these factories and everything was by the numbers and this is how you do it you're gonna okay we're gonna make uh automobile engines or freaking tommy boy we're making brake pads well you take the pad you put it on this you screw it on you apply it you send it through this machine, you clean it, you grind off any excess, and then you put it in the box, and you ship it out, right? There's a process to everything, process to learning, process to reading, writing, and arithmetic. Imagine this stereotypical school scenario from the movies, let's say it's Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and there's a class, and you gotta, you know, this is what we're learning, and, you know, one student says, oh, you know, fuck you, Mr. Hand. I figured I'd have a little pizza. Then since this is our time, and Mr. Hand's like, wait a second, if I give this kid, I'd like that pizza too, but if I let this kid do what he wants to do, then everybody's going to mutiny, and the kids are going to be running wild, and I'm not going to be able to teach, you know, do my job. So you discipline the kid. You rein it in. You have this rigid structure to the, you know, two things, which is of value. Think about a martial arts class. Everybody throw a punch. Everybody throw a kick. This is how you do it. This is how you pivot. This is how you generate power. This is how you make a fist. This is how you, you know, do a kata. You practice and you have discipline and you line up. You know, that whole thing. That's how we learn. But what about the kid that's over in the corner making up their own music or doing their own kata or, you know, they're they, you know, this is the instructions, you know, you're going to make a fucking, uh, I don't know, a bowl out of this clay, and this is how you do it, you roll the freaking clay into little strips, and you roll it up, and you stack them on top of one another, well, this kid's got a different way he wants to do it, he doesn't want to listen to your instructions, this kid is a creative, this kid is is uh, going to do something uh, an unorthodox way against your wishes, against the instructions that you've given. So, 
What about that kid? Isn't that where some potential brilliance lies when people do things differently and uh, maybe behave a little bit differently, think differently? Why do we look at people? There's still all these societal standards and norms and you got to do this this way and that way. What about people who are thinking outside the box? What about me? You know, I live in this world. I adhere to, I, I obey the law. I have to pay my bills, make money, keep the lights on, support my family. I do all that. But I also do things my way. I help people in a different way. I'm not rendering widgets and chiropractic adjustments like somebody else does. I do it like I freaking do it. I was trained properly and I followed those those instructions as to how to this is the anatomy and this is the you know, I learn differently. I take some of the, the ways the methods that I was taught and I utilize those things, but I also turn things on their head. And I decide to, you know, teach differently or learn differently or make art differently or laugh when I should be I don't know, affected by, affected in a certain way by this fucked up friction in society right now. And I stopped and I talked to my partner in crime in the office there, Emily. I'm like, you know what? I feel like I'm manic right now. I feel like, whoa, that took a lot out of me because it's a performance, but it's not. Like, it's real, it's genuine. I talked to a gentleman that I care very much about, one of my last patients of the day, and he had let go a bunch of employees today. And here I am trying to fight the power, glance off this friction like a judo player, push me, I pull you, I use your momentum, come in, you know, he looked like he was beat, looked like he lost his best friend. He kind of had, he had... He had changed a bunch of people's lives you know it wasn't his choice but it's his responsibility had to fire a bunch of people seven people in one day big responsibility you know and he was not happy about having to do that during this crazy ass time let people go from a good job maybe they were doing maybe they were doing a great job. Maybe they were experts at their position. Doesn't matter. I don't know. We're in a tough time, man. How do we respond? What's the right way to respond? How can we survive and thrive? You know, there's all kinds of people who write books out there and do podcasts and and they've positioned themselves like they have all the answers. I don't, I'm not saying I do. I mean, this is my method. Um, I have some philosophies that I follow. But I, by no means, am I like an authority in a lot of ways on these things, you know? None of us are. You know, we could talk about the David Goggins of the world, or the Joe Rogans, or the Elon Musks, or the whoever. Who's who of a success successful stories, experts, politicians, statesmen and women, 
scientists. The more you learn, the less you really, the more you realize how much you don't know. That old Dunning-Kruger effect, right? Which is actually, you know, people feeling like they know more than they do. But the realization, reality is that the more you learn, the more humble you should be. Because you realize that there's things are a lot more complex. We can't just talk about these um, these issues that our society is having as though they are very simple. Ah, we'll just you know this is a Democrat and Republican. That's what it is. Left versus right, liberal versus conservative. You know this is. It's a lot more complex than that, these issues at hand. Somebody told me today, well, you know, my biggest issue is the abortion issue. That's why I wouldn't vote for Biden. Okay, well, I don't think anybody wants abortions, man. I think that uh, let's agree to, uh, to to not, you know, let's not make it illegal. But let's make it, let's, let's look into this. Let's find out, you know, let's tackle this complex issue together and realize that nobody wants to to abort children or kill, you know, uh, take a life. But we also have to reflect upon all the lives that we take and we fracture in our society every day in, in more subtle ways or more overt ways, you know. We'll think nothing of killing an entire population or committing genocide or, you know, <clears throat> misunderstanding an entire population that's happening right now with cities, right? People are saying, well, you know, people in the inner cities, they just want, you know, they're screwing us up. It's a lot of people in the cities. They don't want to follow the rules and they're trying to cheat. Maybe. Or maybe you just, you know, maybe you're generalizing an entire population of people. You know, there happen to be a lot of population density in the cities. So, there are people, good and bad, there. There are people who feel like they've been left behind, that they got fucked over in the last election. They don't like the way Trump is is treating them. So yeah, they're they're eager to get even with him. Doesn't mean that they're doing anything crooked. Maybe they're just voting. Maybe they're just compelled to vote. You know, and to really get the vote out, really the change. Because I guarantee, if they feel like they can't. The, you know, this is a concern right now and a valid concern. If people that uh, of, a, of any segment of the population, but let's say it's inner city uh, minorities, if they feel like they're not heard or not honored or not represented, yeah, they might do fucked up shit. Yeah, they might burn the cities down. Anyway, so there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of static. There's a lot of noise. And we're looking for signal. Yes, yes. We're trying to distill out, to parse out the signal from noise. A couple minutes ago, I had an exchange with another friend. This guy's a super duper intellectual I mentioned him earlier but he, you wouldn't think so guys like a rugby coach and kind of a you know big looks like a meathead uh, he's a fucking thinker man smart 
talking about how we were hoping that the internet was going to be an equalizer, giving people information, access to information that previously only the nobility had. I mean, did you know that the scholars, people think of uh, the clergy, churches, the church establishment, and um, science or scholars, that there are two different things. The scholars were the, uh, were the clergy, rather, were the only people who had any time and money in the past to actually study things. I believe Gregor Mendel was a monk. I could be wrong. But he, father of genetics, right? So a lot of people that were in the clergy, they would study things and they would ponder things and, and ask questions and and uh, really wrap their minds around complex issues. But uh, my point is that not everybody had access to information. Well, now we have it all. Now any of us can go online and we can go on PubMed. We can find recent scientific research. We can find information that, while it might not be perfect, while it might not be absolutely objective and true, it's higher thought. Like people are working on things. There's this guy out there, I mentioned it before, Jane 108, calls him that. J A I N 108. I think he's from Australia, and he's all about math. And you go online, you can watch some of his videos. He talks about the golden ratio, and you know, he's talking, he's connecting nature with mathematics and, and claiming that mathematics is the is the uh, language of nature, at least the way we can boil it down and understand it. And you could find people refuting him online and saying, oh, he's a bunch of bullshit, and he's talking about, you know, pi has this many digits, it really has this many, there's no evidence of what he's talking about. Maybe he's a nut, but as, my, as I was peering into my daughter's uh, Chromebook today and trying to help her solve the punctuation and how to punctuate this quote, one of the quotes was, again... the way to generate a good idea is to have a lot of ideas and I said honey that's that's a great quote to have a good idea you have to have a lot of ideas you have to think about things you have to test things that is the scientific method that's what makes us homo homo sapiens that's what makes us wise and all this noise out there, all this static in the power lines above and coursing through our society right now, that's a distraction. That is us thinking with lower anatomy. That's the race to the bottom of the brainstem. So just because something isn't precise, just because you can't prove something with a double-blind, placebo-controlled experimentation... It doesn't mean you completely discard that information. 
going down a little wormhole tonight. So we'll see what happens, my friends. We will see. All we can do is live our lives and try to experience as much as we possibly can while we're here on this earth. You know, what are we leaving behind? What are we working on while we're here? We're just complaining about shit. We're just going to be reactive and react to all this pain and sadness that is out there in society. Or are we going to fucking laugh? Are we going to make music? I mentioned to my friend who fired all those people, talking about yin and yang and fronts and backs and hot and cold and, and good and bad and ones and zeros and the harp strings as you pluck a stringed instrument or any instrument you're selecting certain notes certain strings to pluck while you're omitting other strings that's life it's balance that's the problem with our political process in closing is that there is no balance a balance of power, you know, we're, we attempted it with our various uh, sections of government, right? The executive branch, the legislative branch. The courts. And we're supposed to have a vote that counts for something. I was telling folks today... We, should, we better have fucking Stephen Hawking and damn um, Elon Musk and all the real uh, accurate number crunchers. My friend who I was talking to was a, an accountant. Uh, I want some real accurate number crunchers on the job to make sure that this shit is accurate. Because the um, legitimacy of our government, of our elective process, is being questioned. It is being doubted. And I think that the people who um, the people who would doubt it are anyone who's on the losing side and on, and on the and we don't know who that is yet. But as those numbers go back and forth between Trump and Biden, blue and red, we see those states taken, we'd look for 270 electoral votes. People are going to be jealous, and they're going to be angry, and they're going to be, uh, they're going to feel a lot of emotions because their guy doesn't get in. Who knows who that's going to be? You know, I felt that last night. I couldn't sleep. A lot of people up till 2 and 3 in the morning last night, as those votes are being counted and will continue to be counted, counted over the next couple days. I mean, there's going to be, we're in for a rough weekend, the weekend, geez, it's going to be interesting to say the least. We could have a complete societal meltdown if we're not careful. Hopefully not. Love and respect. What's your defensive mechanism against all this shit? Hopefully you got something.
because it's definitely a challenging time for all of us. Have a good night.